Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, the Dick Lott Podcast is brought to you by Pillow Windows and Doors. You know, the cold winter months are officially here, and this is where you need your windows to be on their game. This is where energy efficiency is really, really important. Keeping your home energy efficient keeps you and your family cozy and saves you on energy bills, which is huge during the winter months. And again, your windows are vital in this fight. Pella uses low-E glass and double-pane glass with insulating gas to keep the warm inside and the cold outside. Find out more by contacting your local Pella Omaha and Lincoln expert today or go online to PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. All right, online now, Sean Callahan, uh, Husker Online. The I don't even know what your title is now, Sean. Publisher of Husker Online. I think that's what I, I'm. Re- Publisher of Husker Online. You, I like how you elaborate, which is the Rivals Nebraska site. Uh, you're obviously on Big Red Wrap Up, KFAB, do a bunch of different things, KETV. First of all, how are things for you, Sean? Oh, doing, I'm doing great, man. It's busy season. Like everyone's always like, oh, it must be nice to be in the off season, but this is actually almost harder than the regular season because there really is no structure. Like your structure is like when the news happens and you just don't know like how things happen every day right now with transfer portals and rosters and coaching things. So um, it's kind of one of those deals where you can't leave your desk all day. You just have to kind of stay locked in, have your alerts on and um, you know, but it's fun. I mean, this is a fun time of year. Um, yeah, I, I tell people, like, I get paid to probably be doing what I'd be doing anyway. So, <laughs> right, and, following I, I think it. You yeah. can tell people the same thing. Yes, um, a- amen. That we have, like, two of the best jobs you can have, and we'd probably do it for free if they, if, if they weren't paying us. Yeah, but don't don't tell Fox Sports 1 that, and I won't tell Rivals that, okay? Deal. How about that? Because <laughs> uh, I was wondering about that, like, covering the transfer portal is way different than high school recruiting. It seems like... You rarely hear interviews from players that are currently in the portal. Visits seem like they're a different set of rules and, and, and things that are a little odd. There is no quote-unquote signing day. Like It's got to be really challenging, and I'm sure that's where a guy like you has worked up a network and relationships with, whether it's the coaching staff at Nebraska or various other connections throughout the country. you really got to lean on your people behind the scenes to get an idea of what the heck's going on in the portal. Yeah, I mean, you have to know coaches or people that know people to cover transfer portal recruiting. I mean, it's just not like traditional high school coverage. I mean, when you talk to 16, 17-year-old kids, um, you know, or their parents, they're usually pretty eager to want to talk about the process of what's going on. Um, When you get into the transfer portal, it's much more of a business. Um, You know, there's a reason why they're transferring and – you know, they, they want to keep their cards close to the vest. So very rarely do like the high profile guys talk at all. Like they, you know, they, they just kind of, you know, Casey Thompson, who, you know, at least all signs to me point that Nebraska has got a pretty good chance to lock him up from Texas. He made his announcement at the, you know, before Christmas, he was leaving Texas and has not given 
you know, really a formal interview since then, um, or made a tweet for that matter. Um, and you know, he made a secret trip to Nebraska. So yeah, it's a totally different type of recruiting, but it's become a big part of recruiting. And, you know, you, you talk about numbers, they've done a good job, the NCAA of trying to adjust the rules. Um, you know, Nebraska normally would just get 25 spots a year and that would include transfer portal and high school and junior college recruits. Now they've added a 25 plus seven. So if you lose seven guys in a year for the portal, you can get those numbers back. So now you can take 32 players right. on top okay. of like count back. So if you don't take a full 25 the year before, like let's say you take 18, you could take 25 plus the seven plus the seven that you counted back. So they've done a good job at least of trying to like help teams get their numbers back because it was getting to a point where so many transfers have happened to get yourself back to 85 scholarships was going to be next to impossible with that rule of 25. Right. That's interesting. I mean, it's good to know that they're there because sometimes it seems like this stuff is just these rules are happening and there aren't a lot of guidelines and parameters ensuing behind all these rules changes. And so it's good to see that they're at least trying to get the numbers thing down. But I mean, do you you bring up Casey Thompson and let's because we got a lot to to tackle here because there's kind of a lot moving. And I think the biggest thing is everyone's wanting to know what the heck's going on with the transfer portal quarterbacks. We'll start with Casey Thompson, then we'll go to Chubba Purdy. With Casey Thompson, so again, we're right now you and I are talking. It's Thursday. It's about 2.15 in the afternoon. And you pointed out that all signs are pointing towards Thompson potentially coming to Nebraska. I guess elaborate as to why you feel that way. Well, he came up here for a secret visit on his own, um, and it's the dead period. And this is another thing that's hard with transfer portal guys. Um, they are a part of the same rules as traditional recruits, meaning the dead period. So during the dead period, you can't formally host recruits on campus or formally visit them off campus. But no one can stop a guy from saying, you know what, I'm going to go to Lincoln, Nebraska and walk around the campus. So he came up here and did kind of his own walk around tour uh, of the campus with his dad, Charles Thompson, who played for the University of Oklahoma in the, the late to mid 1980s. And, you know, they were here and, you know, all of the contact Nebraska had was basically, you know, over FaceTime or the phone. So it's like Mark Whipple is FaceTiming with the Thompsons as they were in Lincoln, but they couldn't meet together Jeez. because of the dead period. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so it's, it's, it's the rules are just really, yeah, really um, archaic in that sense. Like, because I think like transfer portal guys, they have a tight window to get into classes and, why they have to be held to the dead period is, you know, something I think too, that needs to be looked at because these guys want to be enrolled by in Nebraska's case, January 18th. And, you know, you look at, at Thompson and again, I mean, we're, you and I, we were talking before, we're going to have Twitter open, seeing if anything even happens during our, our conversation. It, it sounds like with Thompson, so Missouri was, was reported as being in, but someone from Missouri said, Nope, they're not recruiting Casey Thompson. Indiana added the Missouri quarterback. Oklahoma added the Central Florida transfer, Dylan Gabriel. Like, all of a sudden, you just do the math on, like, who's in on certain guys. And it seems like Casey Thompson, barring some sort of massive change here in the 25th hour, he's coming to Nebraska, which I think would be pretty exciting, all things considered. No? Yeah, I mean, I think the only team that they had been eyeballing to me besides Nebraska was Oklahoma for natural reasons. He's yep. from there. His dad's there. But 
man, Oklahoma just took Dylan Gabriel. And how about that Dylan Gabriel story? Like he was in Los Angeles getting ready to go to his first day of class and then pulled out and switched to Oklahoma. Um, once the, you know, the Williams news hit and, you know, that spot opened up. So, you know, it's a crazy world we live in and, you know, something with these transfer portal guys, you know, you can commit, you can sign a tender, but you're actually, it's a non-binding deal until you receive aid and are on campus. Um, but you don't, you know, you know, like Dylan Gabriel was not, held accountable to whatever he agreed with, right. with UCLA because he wasn't under any kind of financial aid agreement yet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. Um, and that's why when you get a guy, you want him on campus as soon as possible. Like a guy like Tommy Hill from Arizona state, the four-star guy that's coming in Nebraska. Like you want that guy here Monday when workouts start, you want him signed on a locked up because you just never know what, with, with, with the portal and, and, you know, we, we saw with Dylan Gabriel how quickly a guy could switch on you. So that, what about Chubba Purdy? Because, uh, you know, there, there was various talks that, the, you know, Nebraska was potentially going to take two quarterbacks in the portal. There are obviously two targets that are being talked about. We talked about Thompson. Purdy's going to come on another visit. I want to say it was January 14th. Maybe it might have been the, yeah, the date the that I heard. Weekend, the dead period ends. Okay. So, so what, what, what are you hearing on Purdy? And do you think there could be two guys in the portal coming to Nebraska potentially? Yeah. I think it's more likely than not likely that they get these, these are the two they get. Okay. Um, and Purdy is a Mark Whipple guy. Um, he's from Phoenix. Mark Whipple is from Phoenix. Mark Whipple actually lives in Scottsdale. Like he keeps his home there. When Scott Frost interviewed Mark Whipple, it was in Scottsdale at Mark Whipple's house. And then he was there to visit Chubba Purdy like that night. Um, so, you know, there, there's just a lot of connections there with Whipple and Purdy that go back to him recruiting him at Pitt and then the, the Phoenix connections as well. Um, and he's a four to play four guy. You know, he, he was handpicked to be the starting guy at Florida State from Mike, Mike Norvell. Before that, he was committed to Louisville. He dumped Louisville to follow Mike Norvell, Florida State, and to be his guy. Broke his collarbone in 2020 in fall camp. Was able to come back and play a little bit that year. Um, and then this past year, he got in one game against UMass. And then after the Clemson game, it looked like he was actually going to get some starts and maybe burn his red shirt. And he actually left the team at Florida State right then and there he flew home with his family from Clemson versus, okay. you know, playing it through and, you know, maybe playing more than four games and burning his red shirt at Florida state. So that was a really interesting exit that he made. Cause usually, you know, if you know, you're going to probably get some playing time, you would ride that out, but he knew that Florida state wasn't going to be where he wanted to be. And he put his name in the portal. The Dick Bob podcast is brought to you by Pella windows and doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the energy star 2020 most energy efficient award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent 
at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable, and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. So uh, Purdy would have four years. Thompson would have one or two? Two. 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 Okay. Okay. Interesting. But, you know, I mean, because most, most of these portal guys – you know, I mean, they're they're searching for you know a de facto kind of guarantee that they're the guy. But I think, but the 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 eligibility difference between the two and the fact that both guys seem like they'd be willing to compete, it seems like it would make sense for both those guys potentially. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's Mark Whipple too. Like he's trying to build this the way he wants. I mean, completely different style than Mario Verduzco. I do think Heinrich Harburg is going to be a really good fit in what they're doing too. You wonder where Logan Smothers is in all this. Yeah. You wonder about Ricky Torres, who tours ACL and honestly was pretty lightly recruited. And not a lot of people know much about Richard Torres. Um, so I, I think Whipple's like, look, we're going to stabilize this and get a couple guys I know can do this as well as what we have because we've got to have somebody. We can't go through this without somebody. And if they can pull this off and get two and you know have both these guys here for spring practice – all of a sudden, what you know a month ago we thought would be kind of a dud of a spring, all of a sudden is going to become a really, really intriguing spring to watch. No question. Um, so we've talked about the transfer portal, and it's just amazing that you have the transfer portal with – when I say transfer portal, I kind of insinuate that you can be eligible right away. Like, you, you know, you can transfer and play right away. You don't have to sit anymore. That rule change combined, obviously, what happened on July 1st with, with name, image, likeness uh, going into effect across college – football, college basketball, college athletics. Um, help me out, Sean, because, you know, you hear things with NIL and its impact with recruiting. You hear things with dollar amounts out there for, for quarterbacks or top guys, but it's hard to know what's real and what isn't. From what you're willing to share, what's going on out there, Sean, with the NIL and transfer portal and some of the top guys in it? Just is there any insight, little nuggets you can give us on what you're hearing on that front? Because it's interesting. Well, there, I will say, like, there's obviously some legit money and benefits being thrown around with NIL. Um, but I also think there's maybe some fantasy land pictures being painted of NIL that maybe aren't fully there yet. They could be there. Um, and I think some of these fantasy things of million dollars, $30 million for the, the numbers you're seeing on Twitter, not from reporters, but just people like speculating or sharing information. I don't know if that is all factual. Um, I know Nebraska, like I, I take Blake, I've known Blake Lawrence a real long time. I'm yep. sure you know Blake too. And when Blake tells me that Nebraska is doing as much as anybody for their athletes as anybody out there. And you know, when, when I hear that from others as well, like I, I believe that now are guys getting a million dollars. No, <laughs> um, but will there be three to five or more football players that make six figures next year? Probably pretty likely. Yeah. I mean, Nick, the entire starting five for Nebraska's basketball team has cars right now. Right. On NIL deals. Right. And, and there's probably like eight or 10 football players that have vehicles. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of benefits that go. I mean, you got volleyball players that have an NIL housing agreement right now where they're living in really, really nice housing. That's part of an NIL agreement. So um, there's a lot of things that, you know, are happening. I mean, you hear stories of guys running camps, you know, running yep. big, big camps, getting 10, $20,000 for a camp. Um, so it, it's endless. The opportunities 
you've got to legitimize it. It cannot be pay for play. And that's the really, really confusing thing. I think people really taking this like, oh, it's pay for play. Well, it kind of is, but you've got to still legitimize the deal, report it. And it's got to be a legitimate name, image, and likeness deal. Um, and the, the challenging thing is there is no market value. You set the market, um, you know, as far as what you're willing to pay and, and whatnot. And Nebraska has got a pretty good infrastructure of what, what they're doing. And I think it will take off. And, you know, when guys like Blake tell me that I, I put a lot of stock in that because Blake is at the forefront of NIL. You know, with, with NIL and the transfer portal, you've heard some people basically dub this as free agency. Now, Hey, college football, college, it's free agency. Now, what, how do you, I guess, how do you see those, that, like that, that idea that it's just now guys, I mean, some of you have, have speculated the Oklahoma quarterback, you know, uh, has, is just basically kind of like going to hit the portal, see what kind of money's out there and then, and then make a decision, I, you know, because I, I have heard some people talk about, like, I think it was some college basketball coaches have talked about, you know, Hey, listen, we're building teams, not programs now where, you know, each year you kind of got to piece it all together. What, what are you, how do you react to the kind of a, it's free agency now kind of talk? Well, every school, I mean, at least the major powers all have kind of like NIL companies now that are in, in those markets. I mean, that's, and Nebraska is one of the first places to, to have something structured. The, the thing with NIL is the coaches or the school cannot be involved in any of it. They can't be involved in any of the meetings or talks. Negotiations. Um, NIL is a completely yeah, separate right. entity. Yeah. Um, and the coaches can't you know sit in the meetings and they can't help negotiate um, deals and, and be a part of it. So that is the real gray area in all of this with NIL, um, you know, with, with just – what role the coaches truly are allowed to play um, where I, I think maybe there's a picture that coaches are heavily involved and they can't be. So that's where the NCAA I think has to police and watch it hard. Um, but yeah, you're seeing these companies all over the country kind of forming as NIL, you know, operations that right. were boosters and supporters of specific programs around the country, you know, get involved and they figure out ways to, you know, involve student athletes in name image and likeness deals based on the the place that they're at last thing on on the transfer portal stuff and i'm just curious as to how much this has changed recruiting and, and obviously you're involved in it how much one of the things that that people have talked about is how much the transfer portal has impacted high school recruiting where some people there, there is a school of thought out there that some schools will say listen instead of, instead of taking a high school kid who won't be ready to play next year for me and he might leave, by the way, might as well take an older player that is more apt to get on the field and help me right away. And, you know, then he's he can't transfer. Have you seen it trickle down into maybe impacting high school recruiting at all? I think there's a couple of things, um, but there's no doubt um, there's less spots. But the biggest thing, Nick, has been the extra COVID year and the log jam. I mean, the analogy I try to use is let's say you have a car that has five seats in a car. Well, now that they've taken away the super seniors, um, you know, are free. You have to count your super seniors on your 85. You have to fit six people in a car that has five seats. So you're, you're squeezing people out of that car left and right because there's no more seats left for them. And that, that has led to this trickle-down effect of more people entering the transfer portal. And then it leads more people to evaluate these players that in some cases are pretty good players – and then that's taking away opportunities. So that extra COVID year on top of the portal's existence has really complicated things 
because of that super senior year. And by the way, um, it's the school's choice. Like, you you know, you might want to come back for a six year, but the school gets the power to say we want you back for a super senior year or not. So that's another thing. A guy right. like Bo Wilson, um, he could have came back this year, went in there as a super senior and went to Western Kentucky and started, had a really good year. Um, and, and, you know, that, that might've taken away an opportunity from a high school guy at that point. So, um, you know, it's really complicated, but I think the COVID year is kind of where you have to start where the numbers started to, to, you know, be lost for high school kids. With, you know, cause obviously with what you, what you cover, I'm sure everything that happens in Nebraska football gets filtered through a recruiting lens first. So when you see these staff changes in Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph, and then Donovan Riola. From your perspective, based on your research, what you know, the recruiting prowess, we know about Mickey Joseph and, and what he can do. I guess just kind of elaborate on on just what kind of a recruiting trio uh, Nebraska's getting with those three guys, likely headed up by Mickey Joseph. Yeah, and, and Bill Bush, I mean, if, yes. if that finalizes as well. I mean, I, I think they've really upgraded in a lot of areas. Um, now, Donovan Raiola, we don't really know his background because he really has never recruited before. Um, so you got to bank on him being a younger guy, NFL background, the Polynesian angle. Um, he's played at a high level that that's going to help him. Um, but you know, I think Mickey Joseph and ideally Bill Bush, that's going to go a long way. And then Mark Whipple with what he has proven as a coach, I mean, he can just say, look, I coach Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, by the way, in a pro bowl, you know, I loved his like Pro Bowl stories. Like, yeah, you know, I got to coach the Pro Bowl one year. My quarterbacks were Brady and Manning and Breeze, and right. it was pretty pretty hard to mess that one up. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, whenever you can dangle that stuff out there, it makes a big difference. You know, it just it just does. And so, well, well, Mickey primarily rec- is Joseph uh, like a skill position guy that he's recruiting. I always wonder what that looks like if. if you know, guys that are receivers, coaches, like they mainly co- they mainly recruit those kinds of guys. Like, what what kinds of players do you envision Mickey Joseph being involved with? Well, it's more areas. Oh, okay. um, Nebraska has really been an area recruiting school for the most part, other than under Mike Riley, they were a position coach recruiting operation back then. Which it does cost more money to be a position coach operation because that certain position coach then has to fly everywhere to see those guys. Where area guys can filter that information back. So Mick, Mickey will be obviously in the South and Louisiana. Um, they've actually got him helping Barrett as well. I think in, in some of those Omaha Metro schools, Mickey was a coach at one time at Omaha North high school. Um, so I think Mickey will maybe have a foot in and help a little bit in state. Um, but down South will be really where his bread and butter is. I mean, he's a new Orleans high school football legend. I yeah. Mean, people, talk about him as being one of the greatest players in new Orleans history at that time when he played. Um, so his connections down there and to recruit in certain parts of the country, like you have to know the language. Like if you or I walk down to like Miami, Florida and, and like went in some of the schools, like we, we wouldn't know or know the language. I right. Mean, and a guy like Travis Fisher can go in there and, you know, he probably knows like the janitors and stuff at the sure. schools and, you know, and it, it makes a big difference when you have that familiarity um, in recruiting in certain areas and that's how they really run things. I'll be curious where Bill Bush gets put. I would assume Phoenix will be one of his areas. Um, cause he's recruited Phoenix for a long time. Um, but yeah, Mike Dawson's like a New Jersey guy. Um, so yeah, you, you try to find areas where these coaches have the contacts that they can get these kids to your campus and then maybe meet the position coaches, um, as well. 
The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at White Castle Roofing. And I've owned two homes in my life. One in Omaha and now one in Lincoln. And both times, when I had some damage to my roof, White Castle Roofing was who I trusted with the job. I had some hail damage to my roof in Omaha. White Castle took care of that and did a great job. And then I had a leak with my skylight in Lincoln. My guy Ben from White Castle was able to come over, take a look at things, get the pieces needed to fix it, communicated every step, and boom, the crew was over and knocked it out quickly. Done and done. The crew was amazing, man. They're fast. They're efficient. They were awesome. Cleanup was a top priority. And most importantly, they did a fantastic job. You can't trust just anyone with your roof. And trust me, you can trust White Castle Roofing. Check them out online, whitecastleroofing.com. That's whitecastleroofing.com. White Castle Roofing, built with trust. Proven by time. A couple more things to get you out of here. You you know, you bring up Bill Bush, you know, in terms of seeing how the staff officially shakes out. What are you hearing about a running backs coach in, in terms of filling that spot? And because it kind of feels like that running backs coach is, is sometimes for for a lot of staffs can be a pretty important recruiter. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, at two thirty three central time on Thursday, I mean the feel is Brian Applewhite from TCU. Um I know Frost has talked to him. Um, I, I made a joke that Brian Applewhite, he started following me on Twitter on Wednesday night. So I go, that's a pretty good sign. Um, <laughs> yep. so, but he did, he, he, he followed Adam Kruger from channel three too. So he, he didn't like do the full blanket Nebraska. Right. Follow. I mean, that's usually kind of like, okay. Um, so I, I don't know if he's been offered, but it feels like he might be the guy they offered a TCU running back commit that's out of Louisiana. Um, so you can speculate there. Greg Knox from Florida, who's been a longtime SEC assistant coach. Um, he's been in the SEC since 1995 as a full-time assistant coach. Um, that's another name that's been mentioned. So um, we'll see where they go. Um, I, yeah, I think those were one of the one of those two guys is kind of where I've always been thinking. And today, I would probably lean towards Brian Applewhite. Got it. Uh, two more things. We're out of here, Sean. Appreciate your time. Uh, yeah. Uh, in other positions or things you're tracking in the transfer portal maybe a running back is there another position or name that that you guys at Husker Online have have an eye on or hearing things about give it give us anything um there's a few I mean there's I think they're definitely in the market for an offensive lineman um there's there's a guy at East Tennessee State named I think it's Keywan Shorts that's one to watch I think there's some receiver things still out there. If they can get this TCU running back commit, that would kind of take care of their one running back. They want to get, they need the two quarterbacks as we've talked about. Uh, they were really trying to get a nose tackle. Um, and there was a Washington nose tackle in the portal. I know they've been trying to pursue. I think he's going to probably end up going to Oregon. If I had a guess though, he's a Polynesian. And of course, Tony Tuioti was yes. recruiting him here. He's yep. now recruiting him at Oregon. So, you know, it, it's never ending it some of the information you get, like I'm always so hesitant to share because it's so fluid. Um, and it changes daily on the portal. And, you know, one day you think this guy's coming in the next, uh, you know, like I'll tell you a story, Nick, um, Fresno state's quarterback Hainer um, had 40, some touchdown passes like frost. That was their first guy they were going after. Um, and, and he was looking to come to Nebraska and he, you know, was one of the top draft prospect quarterbacks going into next season and the fact that he had already transferred once from Fresno, Washington to Fresno State, um, to be a two-time transfer, you need a waiver. 
and it wasn't a guarantee that he'd get that waiver. Ah. Um, so there was some question and he decided to stay at Fresno state. So, you know, like you get your hopes up, like right. miles Brennan, there was a point where it looked pretty promising. Then miles Brennan decided to stay at LSU. And um, so it, it can change so quickly on a lot of these things, um, you know, with, with what guys end up doing. Last thing, give me the player in this recruiting class out of high school, most likely to make an impact next year. Is there anybody that you feel like could get on the field and could be a name that, you know, by October people are talking about? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I, it's when you talk about freshmen playing, you know, there's only certain positions, yes. you know, where freshmen can get on the field and play at, at this level. Um, I think you got to look at receivers. You got to look at running backs and defensive backs. Um, you know, right off the the surface, Jaden Gold, I think from Bergen Catholic in New Jersey, it, you know, he's the highest ranked guy. Um, so it shouldn't be a shock that I'm saying his name, but very mature. He plays for one of the top programs in the country. He's coming in at a position of need where everyone's gone. Um, so he's going to have, have a chance. Running back always intrigues me too. Emmett Johnson, and then if they we're able to get one more. Um, those guys are going to get a great opportunity. Uh, Ramir Johnson returns, as we know, battled injuries. Gabe Irvin's coming off of injuries. Jacquez Yant, like, will he run like the guy we saw against Northwestern, or will he run like the guy we saw the other games? And right. you know, I think that that's what this new running backs coach is going to have to figure out. They've got to get a thousand yard running back. I mean, you, you look at the last three years, Nick, of Nebraska football. It is the worst production we've seen from running backs in the program's history um, to, you know, have three consecutive years of no backs over or anywhere close to a thousand yards for that matter. And they've got to get a back at a thousand yards if they want to have a chance in this division. I mean, you just study everyone that wins this division every year. They all have a running back and Nebraska has not. So that's a huge, huge priority. Um, quarterback, as we, as we know, is big, but running back too, I think, has to get up to speed to compete in the West. Sean Callahan. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Callahan. Make sure you are checking out Husker Online because there is news breaking all the time uh, with, with regards to whether it's staff updates, transfer portal recruits, all that stuff. Sean, awesome stuff. I know you're super busy. Appreciate the time, pal. Thank you. Hey, Nick, no, I was hoping uh, it would be one of those bottle of wine shows I've, I've heard so much about, <laughs> man. We got well, hey, I hear I hear you're you're in my neck of the woods, so may, maybe we'll I'll bring in an extra extra microphone, and you're gonna have to drink uh, drink some wine with me and Bo Root. Okay, we both have like home studios, so yeah, we could we we there's some possibilities here. Oh, yeah. have me on <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you, Sean. Hey, thanks, Nick. A Huda Media Production.